the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. They themselves didn't know the difference. They weren't teaching the people the difference. And so the religious leaders' failure to teach the Word of God and to teach the people what is holy and unholy and clean and unclean contributed to the moral corruption of the nation. It played a part in it played a part in the falling of the nation. All one has to do to learn just how serious God is when it comes to leadership is to simply read His Word. All throughout the Old and New Testament, God warns those in positions of authority and leadership through His prophets and the apostles. In today's message, Pastor Dan reflects on the detriments that Israel faced due to the poor leadership of their spiritual leaders. In his study, you'll learn the importance of being able to recognize compromised leaders, especially when it comes to spiritual leadership. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 22 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. third section of the chapter, beginning in verse 23, describing those who would be affected by the judgment of Jerusalem. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, say to her, say to Jerusalem, and really the whole land of Israel, you are a land that is not cleansed or rained on in the day of indignation. You know, the the land needs to be cleansed of its corruption. How is he going to do that? By removing the children of Israel out of the land. Verse 25. The conspiracy of her prophets in her midst is like a roaring lion tearing the prey. They have devoured people. They have taken treasure and precious things. They have made many widows In her midst, this is talking about the false prophets that were in Jerusalem. They contributed to the destruction of Jerusalem. Remember the false prophets, we've talked about them before. They were preaching a false message and the people believed their message. Uh, You know, so there was a, a lot of false information going around and the false teachers of the false prophets, they were the loudest. And those were the ones that were getting hurt. Nobody was really listening to the true prophets like Ezekiel or Jeremiah. Uh, and these, these false prophets, they were telling people that God's never going to allow anything to happen to Jerusalem. And you're safe in Jerusalem. And you know, as long as you're in the city, God will protect you. And so the people believed them. 
believed this false message and they perished as a result of it. That's what is meant at the end of verse 25. They've made many widows in her midst. The, the false prophets were directly responsible for making many widows in the land. Their false message killed people. Loud, and led to their death. So we have this indictment against the false prophets. Now in verse 26, we have an indictment against the priests. Her priests have violated my law and profaned my holy things. They have not, look what it says, they've not distinguished between the holy and the unholy. Nor have they made known the difference between the unclean and the clean. And they have hidden their eyes from my Sabbath so that I am profaned uh, among them. This is the priests. This is the religious leaders. Even the religious leaders were corrupt. And the, the, you know, the, the priest's job was to teach the people God's commands. And the priest's job was to teach the people what, what is holy and what is unholy. And to teach them the difference between clean and unclean. And, and the way they were to do that was to teach the law to the people. In fact, God had the priests when they weren't serving in the temple in Jerusalem because they only had to serve a couple weeks out of the year at the temple. He had the priests living in cities throughout the land so that there was always a priest living nearby, either in your town or the next town over. There was always a priest around. There was always somebody around that was teaching the word of God. And there was always a priest that you could go to nearby. If you had a question, if you had a concern, you were seeking the Lord's will for your life, and you wanted some guidance from the scripture, there was a priest nearby in your town, the next town over, and you could go talk to him, and he would share with you what the word of God says to give you guidance for your life. But, but what had happened in the nation is the priests were no longer teaching the law. They were no longer teaching the word and, and they were no longer studying the word themselves. And so the priests no longer knew the difference between holy and unholy or the difference between something that is clean or unclean. And so they couldn't convey that to the people. They themselves didn't know the difference. They weren't teaching the people the difference. And so the religious leaders failure to teach the word of God and to teach the people what is holy and unholy and clean and unclean contributed to the moral corruption of the nation. It played a part in it. It played a part in the falling of the nation. So, verse 27, her princes, again, her leaders, in her midst are like wolves tearing the prey to shed blood, to destroy people, and to get dishonest gain. Again, this is talking about the leaders of the nation. The leaders of, of the nation should have been shepherds, but they were wolves. They were devouring people. They were shedding blood, destroying people, destroying their lives. All to get dishonest gain. All for personal gain. This is the leaders of the nation that it's describing here. Again, right before the judgment came. 
her prophets plastered them with untempered mortar, seeing false visions. Again, it's talking about the false prophets and divining lies for them, saying, thus says the Lord God, when the Lord had not spoken. So you have these false prophets who were claiming to give a message from the Lord. They had a vision from God and, and, and it wasn't from God at all. You know, in, in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 17, you have the Bereans who would listen to what the Apostle Paul taught, but then they would search the scriptures for themselves to see if what Paul taught lined up with the Bible, with the scriptures. And, and we should all, we all have a responsibility to be Bereans, to not just take what somebody says as truth, just because they say it came from God, but does it line up with Scripture? I want to search the Scriptures and I want to validate it with the Word of God for myself. So you have these false, these false uh, teachers who are just proclaiming these false messages and the people believed. It says in verse 29, the people of the land have used oppressions They've committed robbery and mistreated the poor and the needy. And they wrongfully oppress the stranger. Now, as, as we read through this chapter and we see, you know, just kind of the, the moral and spiritual disintegration of Israel just before the judgment came, I think it's easy to see some parallels. Uh, with our with our own nation, you know, I, I think we could make a list just like God makes a list here of things in our nation. So what do we do then? You know, I, you know, you know as well as I do that our nation is facing a critically important time. So what do we do? Well, the answer is found in the last two verses of the chapter, verse thirty. God says, so I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. But I found no one. Therefore, I have poured out my indignation on them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath and I have recompensed their deeds on their own heads, says the Lord God. God says, as all of this is happening in the nation, all of this sin and corruption and wickedness, God says, I looked for a person who would rebuild the walls of the nation. He's using this picture here of the nation of Israel as kind of a walled city. And it's a city that that the walls are, are, are broken down. Uh, and, the, you know, of course, the purpose of a wall around a city is to keep the enemy out, to keep evil out. And when the wall is broken down, evil can come flooding in. And the enemy can come flooding in and the walls are broken down for Israel. Those, the moral laws, the moral walls, the, uh, the spiritual walls. of Right and wrong and clean and unclean and holy and unholy, all of it, all of it's broken down. And God says that he's looking for someone to rebuild the walls of the nation, to build up righteousness once again, because that's what's protecting the nation. Right. God, God blesses a nation for its righteousness. He's God's looking for just somebody in the nation 
who will take a stand for righteousness and start building up righteousness based on the word of God again in the nation. And it says God looks for someone to stand in the gap on behalf of the land. Now, what is this referring to? When a city was under attack, if a portion of the wall was knocked down in the siege, a portion of the wall collapses in the siege. There's no time to rebuild the wall during the battle. So what would happen is a, a brave soldier or several brave soldiers would stand in that gap in the wall and they would defend that gap with their lives. And they personally would stand in, in the breach and defend against any enemy that's trying to come in through that breach in the wall. And, and let me, let me you know, just bear with me here for a few minutes. Let me just suggest to you that our nation is under a spiritual attack right now and has been. And that we are in the midst of a spiritual battle going on right now in our nation. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m., I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. You know, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. There's spiritual battle going on. It's not a battle against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle. And I suggest to you that God is looking for people in our nation to stand in the gap on behalf of our nation. Now, what does that mean? How do you do that? How do you stand in the gap? Well, 2 Corinthians 10.4 says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. You, you don't stand in the gap, spiritually speaking, by using the weapons of the world or the methods of the world. We, we don't use uh, carnal weapons. We use a spiritual weapon that it says there that are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. We use a spiritual weapon, not the weapons of this world. Not what the world says you do to fight against the things happening in our nation. So what's our weapon? We stand in the gap through prayer. We stand in the gap through prayer, praying for our nation interceding for our nation. This is how a believer stands in the gap. Just as Moses interceded for the children of Israel, Moses stood in the gap for the children of Israel. Psalm 106 verse 23 
says that God would have destroyed the children of Israel for their rebellion had not Moses, his chosen one, stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he destroy them. Moses stood in the breach on behalf of the nation. He interceded. Abraham stood in the gap for the city of Sodom. Genesis chapter 18. We'll get there in a few weeks on Sunday morning. But Abraham just stood in the gap, prayed, asked God, would, would you destroy this city? There's 50 righteous people in it. And he, he's interceding on behalf of the city of Sodom. Stephen interceded in prayer for those stoning him in Acts chapter 7, verse 60, asking God to forgive them. Paul interceded in prayer for the salvation of his fellow Jews. And Romans chapter 10, verse 1. And Jesus, of course, interceded for those crucifying him as they were crucifying him. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And the Bible says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father right now in heaven, interceding for us on our behalf. He's standing in the gap. All these people I just mentioned stood in the gap for their nation in their time. Not to mention Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 9, and Hezekiah. Remember Hezekiah, he gets this letter from the enemy, and he goes in and he just spreads it before the Lord in the temple. So Lord, do you see this? And Daniel, the prophet, they all stood in the gap for their nation in prayer. And I want to just quickly look at Daniel's prayer. If you want to turn over to Daniel chapter 9 for me. Daniel's the very next book in your Bible right after Ezekiel. So Daniel chapter 9, if you want to turn there in your Bible. So here in Daniel chapter 9, we're told uh, in verse 1 that it's the first year of Darius, the king of the Medes. It says in verse 2, in the first year of his reign, Daniel chapter 9 verse 2, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. In other words, Daniel says, I understood from reading Jeremiah that the children of Israel would be in captivity for 70 years. So then, verse 3, I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession And said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. Notice what he says, verse 5. What's that first word? We. We have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets who spoke in your name to our kings and our princes, to our fathers and all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but to us shame of face, as it is this day to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and all Israel, those near and those far off and all the countries to which you have driven them because of the unfaithfulness 
which they have committed against you. O Lord, to us belongs shame of face to our kings, our princes, our fathers, because we have sinned against you. Notice we just read in Ezekiel 22 about the leaders and the priests and the prophets. And, and here he's, he's confessing the sin of the leaders of his nation. And he's including himself in this, even though he personally isn't guilty of these sins. He says, we've sinned, we've committed iniquity, we've done wickedly. He prays on behalf of uh, the leaders of his nation who sinned against God. He goes on in this prayer to the Lord, our God, belong mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, our God, to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yes, all Israel has transgressed your law. And has departed so as not to obey your voice. Therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against him. Do you see here how Daniel is interceding on behalf of his nation, even though he personally was not involved in these sins? He still stood in the gap. He stood in the breach for his name. There's a breach. There's a hole. Somebody's got to stand in it. And Daniel stands in the gap on behalf of his nation. And, and I would say to you, just kind of in closing here, you know, we're, we're at a critically important time in our nation. And God is looking for us, his people, to just stand in the gap in prayer on behalf of our country. And, and just like Israel, we've got all kinds of problems, don't we? It's not just one sin in our nation. There's a whole bunch of things going on that are plaguing our nation. And so we, we need to stand in the gap. As you, you know, as you pray with your family at dinner time or in the evening before bed or in the morning, your personal time or whenever that is, pray for your nation. Pray for your nation. You know, on Saturday nights, we have a prayer meeting over Zoom. And it has been just since the really since the pandemic has started, it has been so encouraging and so edifying to be on that prayer call and to hear people pleading with God on behalf of our nation and standing in the gap on behalf of, of our nation. I, I love it. And just and just in closing here, listen to this promise. Psalm 50, verse 15, this promise from God. God says, call upon me. In the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. And as you look at verses 30 and 31 at the end of this chapter, God says, I just look for one person, one person to stand in the gap. And if he would have found one person, he says, I would have withheld my judgment, but I found no one. Your prayers make a difference, our prayers make a difference. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective, the Bible says. And we, we, we have the opportunity to get involved in what's going on by standing in the breach and praying for our nation, for our God who is merciful and gracious to intercede. And He promises that if we call upon Him in the day of trouble, that He will deliver me how I know and I say bring truer than the finest crystal
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Ezekiel. The Israelites had a difficult time trusting God, especially when things didn't go their way. But despite their wavering faith, God's faithfulness never wavered. He even sent someone like Ezekiel to speak not only truth, but hope. God had something much greater for the Israelites, and He has something much greater for you, too. If today's message with Pastor Dan on Ring of Truth has touched you, and you'd like to know more about how God can change your life, we'd love to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. And we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study, and we'd love to have you join us. You can visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions, service times, and what you can expect when you join us. We want to say thank you for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the Bible when you tune in next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize